All right, hello and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson. And today marks special event in the life of our podcast. The day no one saw coming. The event that has suddenly come upon us. This is episode 200. The 200th episode of the Basic Bible Podcast. And so to celebrate the 200th episode, this milestone, we got the biggest name as a guest that we could possibly get as a podcast. We scoured the internet, scoured every media mogul connection that I've got, and we have the one, the only Josh Loftus with us today. Josh, welcome to our podcast. Uh, you know what, Kevin? It is, it's an honor to be here. I'm glad that our people were able to connect um and uh yeah if if i will say if i'm the biggest name that your podcast can get could get then uh i think maybe maybe you need to uh go to a marketing class or something like that <laughs> well, i think your agent had lunch with our our agent and, and, and things started yeah happen. like i think i think i think a lot yeah no definitely i think a lot went down at that 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 panera bread meeting um yeah. and uh and and we we finally we finally connected made it happen episode 200 here we go now i i we need to stop here for a second because you brought up a sore topic. Panera oh, Brick, that, oh, okay. Uh, we don't have one in Beloit. I've got to travel like 20 minutes oh, I'm sorry. to the nearest Panera. And so, I mean, I, I was happy. Now we're, we're kind of getting. There. I'm sorry for bringing. Look at me. Like, I'm not on here. I'm not on here. Yeah. Two minutes. And I've already brought everything down. Wow. So yeah, I apologize. So much this 200th broadcast. It, it, it's, oh well, it's over. We might as well just stop it here. Like, we might as well. But hello, we hello, have, and goodbye. We do have even sadder news. Um, for those of us, those of you who follow us on Twitter at Basic Biblecast. Um, you know, we threw a fleece out there. We invited Josh to come on the podcast, assuming yeah. the Green Bay Packers won their championship, and lo and behold, no, they. No, 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 and no, yeah, a crushing defeat. A the defeat that shouldn't have happened. Well, it shouldn't have happened, and I can honestly say, as a diehard Green Bay Packers fan, and it pains me to say, we have zero excuse for that loss. Yeah, like, 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 part of me wants to like think up some excuse. We had, we had the California kids mm. up to Lambeau Field, right, in snow and zero degree weather. We had Aaron Rodgers. We had everything going for us, literally everything. And we played like absolute crap. Yes. So it, it was a sad day. Um, I was thankful that I was at least enjoying a cigar at the time because otherwise the day would have been completely lost. Um, but yeah, no, I'm still, you know what? That one still hurts. And then I think it's yeah. going to, I think it's going to continue to hurt knowing that I think I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers is, I'm pretty sure he's done. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I'd be shocked if he came back for another season. I mean, he almost didn't come back this year. Yep. And uh, I, I'm yep. pretty sure he's not happy still. And no. so no. this is going to be a despite, – despite what LaFleur is saying, I'm sure this is going to be a rebuilding year. Uh, 100% rebuilding year. And now we have a Super Bowl with the Rams and the Bengals, which I can't, think of, I can't think of two teams that I want to watch less. Yeah. 
honestly, than those two teams, like, like maybe, maybe the Jaguars and the saints, I don't know, but it's just, it's, it's, it's not going to be a great, it's not going to be a great Super Bowl. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm a, I'm a Brady fan. So I was, I was, I was rooting for the bucks and that, that just, yep. blew up. and uh, man, you know, even the 49ers, you know, I could get behind, but you know, no. Yeah. No. And, and, and that, that's what added the extra sting for me is because I, I am a green Bay Packers fan, but I'm up here in Washington. So I'm surrounded by Seahawks fans. We do not like the 49ers up here, right? It's just, it's been a long time rivalry. I don't like the 49ers never have probably never will. And usually if my Packers lose, which the past five years, it's been usually to either get into the championship or the championship itself. I don't know why that's where we decide to stop. Um, I usually try to go for the team that beat us because I can at least say, okay, you know what? We lost to the champs, right? Well, we lost to the 49ers. So I can't even do that this year. So honestly, I have zero dog in this Super Bowl uh, fight at this point. So I'm curious. Now, as we talked about before the podcast, I married into uh, a Green Bay fan. That was like part of our wedding vows. Um, (laughs) I had to at least support if, if the Patriots are out. And, and I think they're going to be out next year, too. Um, you know, I'm a Packers guy. All right. I'm on board yeah. with that. Uh, yeah. So I married into it. And um, But you're up in Washington. So how, how are you a Green Bay fan? Yeah. So my family, like my, my grandparents, like they, they're originally from Wisconsin. Okay. So I've got, I've got, I've got family over in Wisconsin. I've got Wisconsin ties. So I've always been very sympathetic to, to you know, Wisconsin just as a place just as a concept. Um, uh, so I, I've, I grew up being a green Bay fan. My grandparents and my parents would get me, you know, green Bay jerseys and stuff like that. So grew up watching Brett, you know, Brett, Brett Favre, if we're going to say it correctly, uh, you know, do his thing, be an awesome QB and then Aaron Rodgers take over for him. Um, so it's just been something since I've been a kid, never let it go. And I'm a massive fan of cheese. I love cheese. All right, cheese. Oh, I love cheese so much. So it's just a, it's just a natural, it's a natural folding in. Okay, so I'm gonna ask, and I'm gonna get myself in trouble here. You're okay. a fan of cheese. Are you a fan of cheese curds? I do like cheese curds, oh, especially yeah, if they're especially if they're deep fried. They they have to be deep fried though. I, I I'm I'm not yeah. a fan of just eating them straight. I know some people that'll that'll eat them right out of the bag, and I'm yeah. not I'm not really into that. You gotta you gotta put some breading on there. You gotta make them soft. You gotta make them creamy. Yeah, I just I can't do that. I can't wrap my head around that still. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. But that's okay. Anyway, my my first year here, moving from Wisconsin, moving from New England to Wisconsin, was the year that Favre retired. Like the first time. Okay. Yeah, the first time. Yeah. Um, and it was like the biggest deal. It was the biggest story of the century. It seems. Sure. Here. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember watching him take off on the plane. He and uh, Deanna, his wife. And it was just like wall-to-wall news coverage, what everybody was talking about. Yeah. So my, my year was the first year of, of, um, of Rogers, And yeah. it was just like, I remember walking through the store and they would have the game blasting in the store as you're walking right. through the grocery store. It was just, I had never seen anything. You know, I'm, you know, New England, we've got diehards, but, you know, nothing like, nothing like Green Bay here. Well, I mean, it's the only team that's owned by the fans, right? So yeah. that 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 plays into it also. Is is you've got you've got hometown, you've got hometown love, hometown pride, and they've actually got the, they've actually got blood, sweat, and kashiche in the in yeah. the in the mix. So it, you know, it 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 creates a, a different breed of uh, of a football fan, I think. Yeah, the man who hired me, huge Green Bay fan. He's a shareholder, and you know, walk into his office, it, it, it's a shrine 
Oh yeah. Just just trying green and um, yellow all over the place. So every, every weekend was a big, you know, every Monday, I, I didn't know how things were going to go until, you know, I got the score. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's you know, right. That's <laughs> if I know, you know, what, what to mess with my administrator when and not, you know, exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. All right. Then on, on, on Twitter, I also want to know before we get into our, our big topic for today. Yeah. You've got some talk about breading, talk about deep fried. You've got some fish tacos out there. And it looked incredible. And so I got to oh, know yeah. your details about this. Yeah. So I, I enjoy cooking. Uh, I'm not by any means, you know, chef level or anything like that, but I think that I can, I can do okay in the kitchen, right? If somebody comes and visits, I'm going to feed them a good meal. Right. And yeah. something that I've been working on for a few years are some, some, some uh, beer battered fish tacos. And basically you can get cod, you can get halibut, just kind of whatever, whatever you like for your fish tacos. And you create uh, the uh, dry mix. And then I just use like a can of like, like old um, uh, uh, Rainier beer is I think uh, what I used and you bread them up and you deep fry them uh, until they're nice and crispy, golden Brown. And man, I got to say, I'm not, like I said, I'm not chef level or anything like that, but I, I have had quite a few fish tacos, especially being here in the Pacific Northwest. There's a lot of them, yeah. a lot of restaurants. Um, I haven't had any that were as good as those and yeah, they were, they I turned out so about, well. I had to post a pic. That's what I miss about new England. You know, the seafood, like, I mean, you could like, oh, watch, yeah. you could watch your food being caught and exactly you, you eat 20 minutes later. And it's just, yep. yeah, we don't have yeah. that. Fancy. Yeah, no, they're, I they're love good fish fresh Friday seafood. guys, but it's not the same. Yeah, that's right. It's not the same. It's not the same. No. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about our topic. So big 200th episode. And I thought, you know, with, with you in the podcast, if there's one thing about you, I know, and, you know, we're not friends or anything. And, um, you know, we've had some interactions on social media, but I, yeah. I, I listened to the reformatory podcast, listen to cluck. We'll talk about those podcasts later. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but there's, if there's one thing that I do know about you, it's you're a local church fan. Yes, it's true. Yeah. So, our, our topic today is the importance of the local church. And I, you know, that's one of the things I see as just on the decline in general with, with COVID we've, we've come to accept, you know, sitting in my living room and I can worship there, right? There's nothing, you know, God is omnipresent and therefore yeah. um, I can worship God wherever I want, whether it's in my pajamas, in my uh, living room or in a church building or driving in my car, you know, I don't really need, church for that do i um but surely if if, if we're going to be biblical christians um and the christians that that god wants us to be we can't diminish the importance of the local church we'll just read a, a familiar passage here hebrews chapter 10 and, and verse 24 or verse 23 let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. I think even in this passage, we see that it's not just enough. I think when, when people are talking about can worship anywhere, they're right. They're absolutely right. But I can't meet with the body just anywhere. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it's fitting that it's it's fitting your podcast is called the the basic bible podcast because yeah. this this is this is something that i i i never thought we would have to hammer as hard as we do right, right? and and it's um but 
but um, you know, post COVID here we are. Right. And it's, but yeah, no, it's a very true thing. Like, yes, of course we're called to worship wherever we are. You can worship the Lord in your car, in your bed, in your watching TV, playing, you know, video games. There's, there's many ways you can worship God and bring him glory. And there's many ways that God has given us to do that. Right. But when we talk about the, the church, the Lord's Day gathering, specifically on, on the Lord's Day, where the saints come together for the express purpose of bringing God glory and worshiping, worshiping him in the way that he has commanded us to worship him. There are set parameters given in scripture that I believe we must follow. And you are 100% correct in saying that we have seen a decline in following those and 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 i believe the the basic <laughs> biblical principles as to what does that what is the church what does it mean to gather together those things have become have quickly become aspects of 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 the lord's day service that that we can define kind of however we want yeah and we see churches you know again i think i think well-meaning churches that that might just might just not understand the importance of what they're doing, but we see churches that are making no distinction whatsoever between worshiping with the saints together yeah. on the Lord's Day, physically together, making no distinction between you know, watching a Facebook Live video in your pajamas, right. right? Now, I am thankful for technology of the day that if I've got the flu, you know, or I've got a stomach bug, I don't want to get my brother and sister right. sick. I can turn on Facebook Live. I can see my pastor deliver the word. I I think that's great. I think that's fantastic, right? Um, the problem is we have, I think, allowed that to become the norm yeah. and allowed that to fall under the definition of what it means to gather, right. right? And if we lose the definition of what it means to gather, boom, you have lost the definition of what it means to be the church, I think, in general. Well, you know what I'm saying? Sundays ago, uh, my son and I both were, we had COVID. And so we sat down, yeah. we, we pulled up the live stream on, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We sat down, I got my Bible out, he got his Bible out, and we, you know, it, and it was okay. Yeah. It certainly was not the same thing. Now, it, it would have been, it, it, it was better than nothing. Absolutely. For sure. Better than nothing. But it was a Band-Aid that needed a more, over a more serious wound. I have a greater need for fellowship within the body. I was made for fellowship. I was created um, for fellowship with other human beings. Yeah. God wants me to worship him. And that is great. But my worship on my own tends to be self-centered. Not that I'm focusing on myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm approaching God, not in a corporate manner, but in a way that's pleasing to me. And so what's missing, I I think maybe you could elaborate on this. I'm missing serving my fellow brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not bearing one another's burdens. I, I'm not uh, helping to point other people to Christ and to the cross and forgiveness and grace and mercy. I, I'm not able to encourage anybody else. And I don't, I'm not able to receive that courage, um, nor am I able to receive or give rebuke. Um, if I'm kind of my own lone ranger, I can do things on my own. And I, there's no one there to either encourage me or to stop me or to, to do anything. Yeah. And everything becomes now subjective. Yeah. You're and Kevin, you're singing my song, man. Yeah. That's, that, that's exactly right, man. And it's, 
that that's one of the aspects that I think we don't give enough. I don't think we give enough emphasis to when we talk about the church is that is that ultimately the purpose of the Lord's day service, the purpose of gathering together is to worship God first and primary. That is why we are there to bring God glory through the singing of songs, the preaching of the word prayer and the observance of sacraments. That's why we're there. Right. But one of the things that is such a, a, a vicarious uh, benefit of gathering together is exactly what you're talking about. It's that community. Yeah. And you are hundred percent. You said we, we were created for community. We were created for to be, to be in fellowship with one another. You're a hundred percent correct. And we've seen what has happened when people are not fellowshipping with one another. We've seen the effects, right? And I've said this before and, and, and of course it, it's a greater conversation, but I don't think it is a coincidence that we have seen such a rise in the the quote unquote deconstruction movement yeah. after COVID, right? Because right. we isolated people. Yep. Right. And when you isolate yourself, like there's a reason solitary confinement is a punishment in prison, right? Because it's hard, and it wreaks havoc on the mind and it wreaks havoc on the emotions, right? There's a reason it's a punishment. When we do that with our brothers and sisters as well, we are missing out on so much. Not only that we can give, because like you said, we are called to serve our brothers and sisters. We're called to, to call them to repentance when needed. We're called to encourage them with the gospel. We're called to serve them with our actions, with our speech, right? That's what we're called as Christians to do. But we're also missing out on all the things that we receive as we do right. that. Right. right. That we live in such a consumeristic society right now where everything is about me. Everything is about what I can get out of it. Right. And we've 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 taken that into church as well. And we've utilized the barometer of what do I like? What do my what are my preferences to decide where we go to church? Yeah. And it's 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 crazy to me that we have lost. We've lost such a sense of what church is about. It's it's not the Lord's Day service is not about you. It's about gathering together to worship God. And through that, we receive such blessing as God's people. And that I guarantee you showing up to church, because there's lots of people that are listening. And, and I know I'm one of them. You wake up Sunday morning, you're tired, you're dragging, the kids are you know right. m- frustrating you. You haven't had your coffee, right? Last thing you want to do is be in church. And here you are in church, you're frustrated, but you're there. Yeah. You are not the only person that is in that service feeling that way. Right. I guarantee you. And sometimes, sometimes the service that you give to your brothers and sisters is simply showing up. Yeah. Is them being able to see you knowing like, oh yeah, things are tough for him right now, yeah. but he's here. You he's know, worshiping I, God. I, I loved about uh, my church. Uh, my current church doesn't do this, but um, man, I, I loved having communion at the end of the service and how we did it. Um, we had, we had it each week, which I love. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, you, you, at the end of the service, you, you stood up, you went to the edge of the, the, the building and you came across to the front and then you came down the middle. I uh, want you've received the elements and, and what that allowed us to do is just to see everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I would yeah. watch people, not in a creepy way. I'm not a stalker, but you know, <laughs> I love people watching as, as well. I, I, I love looking at these people and thinking, We have such a diversity here, mm, not just yeah. uh, race, but age and social status and all this stuff. 
There's yeah. no other place on earth where I would run into some of these people. Right. But here we are because we have a common bond in Christ that surpasses all of those distinctions, all of those divisions. Being one in Christ is just an amazing thing. And I'm able to look at some of the, as I, and as I get to know some of these people, I get to see just exactly what you were saying. I know the person over here. I know their struggle, but man, they showed up. And I, I see that person over there and I know, man, you know, the, their kids are wild today. And I'm, I'm yeah. glad they're here and I can support them in that. Um, I, I, <laughs> I used to hate the criticism of, you know, those hypocrites that go to church, they're yelling and screaming at each other in the van. And then once they walk in the church building, you know, they're, they're nice and whatever. Sure, sure. You know what? Welcome in. Mm. Come in. You know, if you're it's the best place life, for you to be. Exactly. I don't want you to stay at home. I want no. you to come here. No, don't scream at your wife during the message, but you know, come <laughs> in and and you know, that's that's where you're going to receive the encouragement to stay in that marriage that might be difficult. That yeah. might be uh just the thing you need to help whatever with whatever argument that you're having or whatever trial that you're going through. You've got people there who can support you and love you and maybe even rebuke you um, that you wouldn't have if you just stayed at home. hundred percent. Yeah. That that's a hundred percent right, Kevin. Yeah. And it's, we, we as Christians, this is, you know, this is something we talk about on the reformatory, right? This is what community gives us. Yeah. It gives us the encouragement and it gives us accountability, right? Both. We desperately need as Christians, yeah. right? We all need those individuals that are invested in our lives that can come alongside us and say, Hey, heard you say this the other day saw this going on what's going on let's talk about it yeah. right and give us the accountability and like you said rebuke us when necessary with the gospel right right, right. right? and then those same people are going to be the individuals that when you are just down in a rut and you need help they're going to come to you into your life and speak the truth of Jesus to you yeah. in a specific and relational way because they know you Right. Because they're in community with you, right? That you don't get that watching, watching, you know, doing online church, yeah. right? You might hear a good word from the preacher if he's doing the right stuff, right? And I mean, that that's good, but church is so much more than just a sermon. Yeah. And it's so much more than just the word of God preached. That's yeah. an essential part of it, but right. it's so much more than that. Yeah. Right. And that's the aspect that I think we have by and large forgotten and that has kind of gotten lost in the weeds as something that you can just kind of give or take and define however you want. And I am, you know, this is, I think, one of the reasons we changed kind of the focus of the reformatory um, um, uh, when Jack came on is that there's some things that are just true. Yeah. And there's some things that just need to be stated. This is how it needs to be. Right. Right. And when it comes to the gathering of the local church, there is so much more there that is emphatic and the way that it should be than I think given to an individual interpretation. Right. Right. You know, always funny so, you know, going through, I don't understand how someone, well, I, I, I'm a Christian. I have a relationship with God. I don't need the church mm. is a pretty arrogant statement. Number one, but it's a statement that's completely foreign to scripture. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you look at even just simply going through the New Testament, going through Paul's epistles, you don't even have to get past the first two, three verses 
where Paul, if he wants to address Christians, he knows where to do it. He's assuming they're here. And so I, you know, I'm writing to the church at Philippi. I'm trying writing to the church to the saints who are at right you're right it wasn't a mass email that he sent out to everybody he's like i expect you to be in this in this place yeah i'm sending the letter here and even you know you look at a book like philemon okay well here's a individual right well even in philemon he says and to the church that meets at your house in other words he 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 assumed that that's where you're going to find him and that's where and uh all these things i'm not just saying to you i'm saying to others who are over you and others who yeah. are with you. Um, so the whole New Testament just presupposes the fact that if you're a Christian, you're in the body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was Spur- I'm gonna I'm gonna paraphrase the quote, but I think it was Charles Spurgeon that said that you you cannot love Christ and hate his people. Right. And right. if you are a Christian, and I say this with grace, I say this humbly, I say this because I love you. And this is this is a this is a rebuke in the gospel. If you are a Christian that believes you do not need the church, I'm going to call into question very lovingly your commitment to Christ in general. Yeah. Because one, you are in direct violation of his word. Right. Right. No matter how you justify it, the Bible says to gather. And two, you cannot claim to love Christ at the same time not investing and caring for the people that Christ died for. Right. Right. Because Christ gave worth to those people. He gave his life for those people. He gave his blood for those people. And to just simply turn away and say that it's not worth gathering with them speaks a lie as to the sacrifice that Christ made on behalf of those people. Right. So it's important that, that we understand what we're saying when we decide not to gather over again, over a long period of time, right? A, a, a sustained period of time, not going to church or believing you don't need the church. There are, there are implications that you are saying that I think yeah. you, you need to, you need, you need to consider. <laughs> Could you imagine a parent saying, I'm a great parent. I just don't like my kids. That exactly. hundred percent. Right. Right. A, a, anyone who thinks at all critically would call complete junk on that. It's like, right. you can't say you love your kids. Or you can't say you hate your kids and still be a good parent. It yeah. just doesn't work. <laughs> I love Jesus. I hate his people and I hate his body. Yeah. Just yeah. doesn't. <laughs> no. That doesn't no. fit. Doesn't fit. So, you know, one of the, the excuses people use, well, what about, there are some bad churches out there. Sure. And, yeah. you know, maybe there, there's been hurt. And unfortunately, um, it's a true statement. There are some bad churches out there. And there are mm-hmm. people who, are, who have suffered real hurt um in places that claim to be Christ's body. Yeah. Yep. I I would say I'd say first I am I am one of those people that has been very much hurt by the church. Both my wife and I have been very much uh I I the term spiritual abuse is thrown around so flippantly these right. days, but but I do believe there are aspects of of our story, if that's what you would call it, that that fall into that. Very yeah. unbiblical leadership doing very hurtful and unbiblical things. Um, and I can tell you that those types of people, people like me, people who might, who might be saying that you are the ones that need the church the most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because God, and the, and this is, this is the hard truth. And this is something that took a while for me to, to, to grasp, but it's true. 
God is going to use the same people who brought the hurt to also bring the healing. Hmm. And that is his people. Yeah. That's his people. Right. And yes, there are some horrible churches out there. There are many churches out there that have very unqualified leaders. Right. And we as Christians have to be discerning and, and, and utilize wisdom to decide what church to go to. Right. There's questions that you can ask. There's barometers, there's scripture, there's qualifications to, you know, hold these men uh, yeah. you know, up to, to, to make sure they fit. Right. But at the end of the day, you can't truly know until something blows up. Yeah. Right. But that's where the faith comes in. Yeah. And that's where right. a trust in God's, in God's goodness come in. And there are a lot of bad churches out there, but that does not give us an excuse to just throw up our hands and say, well, then I don't need the church because there's so many bad churches yeah. is no, we need to do the diligence to find the one that is God is going to use in our life. You know, I like to use my, my children as an illustration. My children are adopted. All four are adopted. Yeah. And they were adopted out of foster care. And I could tell you horror stories about what happened to them in their, their previous home. I'm, I'm sure. And, you know, they had some really terrible parents. And that's unfortunate. But the answer was not to just go and be orphans. Right. The answer for them, what they needed were good parents. Mm -hmm. Parents who loved them, parents who met their needs parents who could provide that healing if we just sent them out to the and say you know what to bad parents i'm sorry well that would have been cruel and heartless and horrible yeah. but instead welcome them into our home and you know they had to find better parents and so yeah there are there are terrible churches out there there's no doubt and there are people who have suffered real hurt but come back to god's fold mm -hmm. and let some healing begin with 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 some godly shepherds and some godly overseers who can begin that healing process. Well, you know, and I can, I can tell you from experience that that's what the Lord does, you know, like, I mean, I'm not discounting at all the things that, that, that I've gone through in both as a congregant and as a pastor, both, but God is faithful, man. And, and yeah. he is, and, and, and you learn through those experiences, how to better serve and care for others that have gone through the same thing. Right. right? And, and you learn how to trust God in the midst of adversity and you see God's faithfulness in providing for you the things that you need yeah. through, through his people. And I can tell you as someone who's, you know, for the most part on the other side of it, God proved faithful to do that. And sometimes it's, it's, it's one or two people, right. Yeah. That are just, that are walking through that, 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 that slough of despond with you. Right. Right. Um, but that's all you need. Right. Yeah. And the Lord will provide those people through his church. He's faithful to do it. All right. So we're going to end on that note. But before we end, we always we talk about some recommended resources. So, Josh, I'm wondering, are there some books or articles that you would recommend for those who want to kind of dig a little deeper into this topic? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to like understanding like what a good church is and, and, and kind of what I would sign off on, on regarding, you know, if you're trying to figure out like what what a good church is, what the good principles of a church's polity and things like that. I, 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 I'm a big, uh, nine marks fan. Yeah. I like Mark Dever and, and the resources that nine marks have put out. He's got, you know, it's all those little tiny thin books right. that are all different colors. Right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> the, uh, the nine marks of a local church are, uh, it's a great resource. It's right. fantastic. Um, uh, gosh, uh, podcasts. I mean, Listen to the reformatory. <laughs> well, let's, let's, yeah. let's promote your podcast for those. As long as you are up to date on your basic Bible podcast listening, 
Um, yes, uh, yes, and, and and only after that. Right. Yeah. Uh, so tell us what what can people expect when they when they download the Reformatory podcast. Well, you can expect first and foremost a rip and awesome intro, hmm. because uh, we and we we, yes. we we put a lot of work into our intro music and. Uh, we like it. Um, yeah, no, the reformatory is the podcast for the local church and, and, uh, by the local church. It's, it's me and, and my co-host named Jack. Uh, we're a couple of, uh, reformed Baptists, so, but don't let that scare you. We're not grouchy. Um, we like to think that, that well, we're pretty, ju- enemy, but yeah, sure. 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 I mean, it depends on, you know, it depends on if, you know, certain people tweet something stupid here and here and there. Um, but, uh, uh, we talk about the local church, man. We talk about, the importance of it. We talk about aspects of it. We talk about things that we think are profitable to do, things to stay away from. We encourage the centrality of the local church in the life of the believer. Um, and it's just, it's a, it's a passion that both Jack and I have had together for a while in just seeing, you know, like we've been talking about this whole, this whole podcast, kind of a, a moving away from the local church. We try to encourage people back, you know, yeah. back to, Ba- making it central in in who they are as christians right so if you're yeah. looking for resources to talk about kind of what a good church looks like uh how to find out if a church is good or not you know best practices in church music polity you know fill in the gap uh we talk about all those and i think we do so without being you know too grouchy and uh and hopefully leaving you encouraged to invest more in your church than than before you listened yeah I, you are right about the intro. It puts our intro to shame. We've got a pretty boring show. <laughs> so, um, but I don't have the skill set. We focus on content. You do. And, and you know what? Where, where you might lack an intro, you make up for in content. Where the reformatory, I think most of the time it's the opposite. Yeah. So that's okay. You know, we, we, we try to win people in with the intro and we hope that, that, you know, kind of the euphoric high of that info lasts as long as it can, hopefully gets them through the rest of the episode so you are the mega church of the podcast yes yes okay what we win them with is what we're winning them to and if it's our intro then that's what we've got going for us right now all right so and then let's talk about what has become my favorite podcast of 2022 right now the cluck podcast oh man thank you that's it is by far now i i uh, I say 2022, but it started uh, 2021. Um, I was in the hospital for several weeks uh, at the end of last year, unfortunately. Oh, man. And the Cluck podcast helped me get through that. I was literally listening to you guys and the Reformatory podcast, but especially Cluck helped me, you know, get my mind off a few things. And literally, yeah. I'm trying to walk again, and I'm, yeah. and I'm doing laps around this hospital room, um, and well, this hospital floor. And I've got Cluck in the the headphones. So tell us about Cluck. Yeah, man. So Cluck is a project. uh, uh, I mean, obviously it's a podcast. It's it's a project that me and uh, a friend of mine named Ted Cluck, who I'm sure most of your listeners know who Ted is. Um, Well, there we go. Ted's a fantastic guy. Love him to death. Um, we We both wanted a project that was literally just for fun yeah because it's good to have fun right and we we both have so many things in in our lives that we're working on that are that are good and profitable but 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 more on the serious side right um we do like to have fun on the reformatory but we are talking about you know spiritual stuff right right? so there's a level of of seriousness that 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 accompanies it 
cluck is is literally man there is no prep we talk about whatever we want to sometimes it's funny sometimes it's weird um we wanted to call it cluck as kind of an um as kind of an homage to you know like um uh uh late night tv right um and uh it was i will be clear i want to be clear because happy rant put out a a, a tweet that said otherwise naming it cluck was a hundred percent ted's idea yeah. it was not my idea they made me sound like the biggest con man that just came in buddy buddy decide ted trying trying to get somewhere that is a not at all what happened ted and i've been chatting back and forth and he was like dude what if we called it cluck i'm like well i don't have a better name so i guess cluck it is <laughs> um but dude it's yeah it's a fun project we talk about whatever we want it's a lot of fun and uh yeah i appreciate you listening to it okay man. so I, before I, it, it, I love it it's just irreverent humor it's just you yeah. know whatever's off the top of your head yeah uh, which i'm pretty sure just from what i've listened to is just how ted operates um you know him better than yeah. i do but yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think we both, when it comes to something like that, if less prep is definitely better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I want to end this podcast real quick. Cluck or suck? Oh, sweet. Okay. okay. All right. Yes. A couple lightning round. Okay. Boneless wings. Oh, 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 good one. Um, I'm going to say most of the time cluck, um, but, but you have to, you have to, you have to make a distinction. If you're saying you're going to get chicken wings, like you're going out for wings, it better not be boneless wings. You better good, make the distinction. Good, 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 if you're going to give me wings, give me the traditional wings, flats or drums. I don't care. Uh, I will eat boneless wings, but you can't call them wings. Okay, good. Good. All right. We're on the same page there. Good. I, yeah. I, I would have fought over that. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. I, I definitely think that's something to fight over. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, one more real quick. Netflix. Oh, oh man. I want to say suck so bad, but there's so many like Netflix originals that I think are actually doing a good job at like actually good shows that I got to say, I, for, for me right now, it's, it's gotta be, you know what? It's gotta be cluck. Cause I'm working my way. I just finished okay. breaking bad. I've never watched it before. Mm -hmm. I worked through breaking bad. I'm working through a uh, blacklist for me right now, Netflix clucks, although them as a company most likely suck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right. Can all I right, make well, that distinction? Yeah. That's all we've got time for. That's a little preview. If you want uh, better quality than that, listen to Cluck. We'll have the links to all that on our show notes. So check us out again, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. And I know I don't need to say www, but I'm old. It's what I do. Get off my back. Right. Um, check us out on, on Twitter at Basic Biblecast as well. So uh, join us back here next week for episode 201 as we enter in a new generation of the Basic Bible Podcast. Actually, it's just the old stuff we've already recorded, but I've got uh, plenty to go here. We are soon going to start our series on the Apostles' Creed, so be watching, be watching for that. So until next week, have a great rest of your week. <laughs>